Welcome to the Relationship for Win Win podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. And we've been married for 25 amazing years. Well, they haven't all been amazing, to be honest, babe. That's true. And we have four awesome kids. We do. And we love them so much. And babe, I love you. And we're just trying to share some things that we've learned about life. Uh, We're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're not counselors. We're not professionals. But we have lived life a little bit. And we hope to share some things with you that are beneficial. So thanks for listening. Hi, friends. Today, our podcast is going to be on hearing a sermon versus being a sermon. And what that means is um, Kevin and I in our lives have had lots of opportunities, probably, I think, to help people. We've been very blessed in our life, and we've been able to do a lot of really amazing things that have blessed our life and hopefully have blessed other people. But today, what we're going to talk about are things in the recent years that have really touched us that people have done to us. Um, We've been at some really low points, and um, I think we just are more cognizant and just more aware of um, things. And I think it's easy to say you're a Christian, say all the things you'd like to do to help people, but when actually you see someone do it, it's another thing. So you can go to church on Sunday and, you know, be the good person at church, or you can live a Christ-like life and really help people, even if it's on Sunday or a Monday or any day of the week. So this is something that really has touched our life and really has, I think, changed our perspective on what it means to be Christ-like. Yeah, we've had the opportunity, you were saying, babe, um, to in the last, you know, several years to have people serve us, and it's been amazing. And we've also had been the beneficiary of people kind of preaching to us about some of the things yeah. that maybe have gone on. And we've seen people that have claimed to be, you know, these these devout religious people in our moment of need right. have kind of turned their back on us and have not been there and quit talking to us. And it's yeah. like, like we, oh, you're not the family we thought you were. Yeah, oh. or you're not the person we thought you were. <laughs> or like, you know what, we were friends with you as long as you were following our belief system. And now that you're not, I don't know if we're really that close of friends anymore. And it's been hard. It's been hard to watch that. It's been hard to have people separate themselves, we felt, and have seen it. Um, but we've also been the benefactors of huge things. And so this is why we like to say, you know, I would rather be a sermon than just to go hear a sermon from someone that can preach kind of the difference between, would you rather be a theologian and understand your, your doctrine very well and, and can see your, whatever your... Give everything memorized and know it from heart, know all the right answers. All the right answers. Or just say, you know what, my heart is just in a great place and I am... Uh, you know, a follower of God. I, I follow that or whatever religious, you know, thing that you believe in is to say, I'm I'm trying to be that person as much as I possibly can. So maybe to set the stage for this, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. It was from a friend of ours that he actually no longer talks to us anymore, but had a, had a great, had this great concept of called... He probably would talk to you. Well, I don't know. Um, but it it was this concept of grabbing the broom. And this was a person that had some responsibility over in Mexico and over a a lot of Latter-day Saint missionaries that were there. And a lot of times I think that we, maybe it's a cultural thing in the United States, like I don't know, but we always ask people like, hey, what can I do for you? 
something I can do for you? Or like, you know, you could be mourning the loss of somebody. You could be, you know, your arms could be full of groceries you're bringing in. Uh, you could have just been in an accident. Whatever it is, we, whatever reason we ask, hey, what can I do for you? Hey, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And I just find that that's so empty, really. Yes. It's like we we offer that, but do one, do we really mean it? And do we really just offer that? And we hope that the polite answer back is no. No, there's nothing yeah. you can do. Like, like <laughs> I'm thank fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm off the hook. I don't have to go do anything for you. But this concept of Grab the Broom came about with um, this group in – they were in Mexico – and in Latin American countries, a lot of them will have kind of a tile floor. Some of them maybe have dirt floors. And like you will, they all have a broom outside of their home. And when when someone would kind of go to the house and say, hey, is there anything we can do for you? The concept of grab the broom is this. Those people sweep their homes out several times a day. Three or four times a day, they're constantly sweeping out the dirt out of their home. And so you never have to go ask, is there something I can do for you? You already know what can be done because they're going to sweep their house out sometime multiple times throughout the day. Why don't you just go grab the broom and just go start sweeping out their house for them? And so I love that concept of grabbing the broom because I think all of us are faced with opportunities all the time of grabbing the broom in someone's life and doing something for them. And that's part of the, let me just go be the sermon. We've had so many instances in the last couple of years where we have said, oh my gosh, like that experience of what someone did and served us or how we were able to go serve somebody else or do something was so much better than if I sat for two to three hours in church and heard someone preach to me about something. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today is some of the things that maybe have been done for us and maybe maybe spark some creativity in, in all of us to say, hey, these are some ways that we can go do this and go be a sermon. Because by doing so, it, it brings greater happiness, right, than just being a theologian. I'd rather be a Christian right. than be a theologian. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Rather be a follower of Christ than yeah. just a theologian. Mm-hmm. So let, let's maybe kind of kind of jump in there and maybe share a few stories with you that um, hopefully you'll benefit from and like. Yeah. I As brainstorming, of course, like very touching for me, these different men and people in our neighborhood. But... One in particular, he, um, we live in the mountains, and we have a very long driveway. And when Kevin wasn't living at home, he just took it upon himself to make sure my walk was scooped every day so we could get out to take the kids to school. And he had a... Um, a four-wheeler with yeah, a Yeah, four-wheeler. Plow. So he did that it was like he was in stealth mode because he had like all black we have cameras at our house um so he's hoping i probably couldn't see it's like a ninja on the yeah the he looked like a ninja he'd get there super early i don't know if he did his walk first or ours but he was dedicated to that and the interesting thing is that he has continued to do that for our family even though kevin's back home we have our own snowblower but he has kept doing that and to me that he has like nine kids too yeah so but just that little act of service is huge for me and it that, made that was me grabbing feel, the broom right? yeah it's like, it made I know me they feel need to loved drive. that someone actually was aware of me that they were taking care of me and my family that they could make sure i could get out of my driveway um, when i had to drive my kids to school so that act alone just 
really helped me get through a really hard time. And now I just am very grateful he does that every time. Um, another one was um, we also have a really big yard with hundreds of trees. And so in the fall, we just had leaves everywhere and was feeling overwhelmed. And of course, we could hire someone to do that. But um, some people in our neighborhood reached out and said, hey, um, is there anything we can do for you? And so I said, you know, um, I'm one of those that actually says you can, you can help me. So um, because I know the power of that. And so I said, you know, I have all these leaves that need to be raked up. And literally the next night, I'm thinking about 50 teenagers. Um, Kevin and I had been a few months before that uh, leaders on this thing called Trek, which is like reenactment of pioneers. And we had been the Ma and Pa. And a lot of those um, youth came, as well as a lot of other kids in our neighborhood, friends. I don't even think my, our own kids were there because they were probably hiding in the house. But... They're probably humiliated, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, everyone's yeah. in the neighborhood. But like, we're the good. charity case of the neighborhood, yeah. which I kind of felt like. But I was like, you know what, I'm I'm desperate right now, I guess. But anyways, but they literally raked up hundreds of bags of leaves, and they were smiling and singing and so kind and so sweet. And it just really said a lot about those young men and young women that they saw a need and they came, they didn't complain and they came and did that. They came, um, and, grab, they came yeah. and grabbed the broom. And I, I can tell you, I remember driving up the street. I think I was trying to come to get the kids you or were, something. Yeah. You were taking uh, our son to his driving test, yeah. I think. And I pulled in the driveway and I saw all of, they made eye contact with me and I don't know if they wanted to drop the rakes and run or like what it was, but like I remember feeling that as like, oh my gosh, I'm the charity case now of the neighborhood. But it it taught me something is to say, and babe, I think you're really good at this and I'm learning this, but a truly charitable person accepts charity as well as gives charity, right? You accept service as well as give it. Otherwise, we all just want to go give service, but we never want someone to serve us. And reality is it's like, well, I'm I'm too good for that. When reality is, you know, if you're if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I mean, he allowed people to serve him, and yet he was the one that served all of us. And so, I think that's just a concept is to say if you truly are a follower of Christ, you'll let somebody else serve you mm-hmm. as well. Um, if if I can share one that just happened recently, and again, part of like being a sermon and not just hearing a sermon, we've all heard sermons preach about forgiveness and not being judgmental, and I think. We have felt those friends that have probably left us um, that haven't reached out, that haven't been there, that, you know, really, you know, can preach a great sermon about forgiveness and yet they haven't been there. It's been hard, right? It's been totally hard. And so we've just vowed to say we will not be that couple. We will not. And we've tried to instill upon our kids is to say, you know, everyone struggles with something, right? No one gets out of this life alive with no struggles or bumps and bruises. And if you haven't had one, just wait. It's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be judgmental. And everybody sins differently than somebody else and whatnot. So this past weekend, one of our daughters was sick, and we had some people come over from uh, a congregation of, of this church that down in our home in Texas. And these men had known me for a number of years, uh, from probably 30 years ago. And to them... I was this kind of stalwart member of our of our faith. 
and they were coming over because I was not able to do something for my daughter who was sick that, that they could and kind of help uh, pray over them, pray over our daughter. And I remember just thinking um, this was a humbling thing. I didn't know how they'd react. I didn't know what they would say. I didn't know if they would like gasp. I didn't know what. And so they came. They couldn't have been kinder. They were super sweet. And I walked them out of our home and I just kind of told them our story a little bit of why I was not in good standing with our church and not not even a member anymore uh, of our church. And they couldn't have been kinder Mm -hmm. and just loved me and hugged me and said, we have always have loved you and we always will love you. We understand. We get it. Um, They couldn't have been more compassionate. I thought, man, that was like the best sermon ever. And they were just living it and they were genuine and you felt it as opposed to someone getting up and preaching a sermon and then, you know, criticizing you or judging you for where you're at in your life. Like they just believed it and just did it. And it didn't, it was just part of who they were. Mm -hmm. And that was just a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was, it was really sweet, babe. I was really proud of you because I know that was a hard thing. Another thing I love is there's some people in our neighborhood that have just, for whatever reason, taken it upon them to take our boys out to dinner. They're just, they're not like assigned to be over them or anything, but they just like, I mean, our our boys are super funny and great. And there's also a lot of other people that do that with our girls, but that they just will have them go to lunch or and I, I just think we all we need a village. We we need each other to reach out to our kids because sometimes a mom and dad can't say what a friend could or a neighbor or just another adult or a teacher. So I think um, looking for those opportunities to reach out to someone, even if you're not assigned to them or they're not. Yeah, you've taken an interest in another human being's yeah. life as opposed to talking about why that's so important. Yeah, and you don't you sit and, and talk to them about like, so why aren't you coming to church on Sunday? You're like, hey, what are your interests? You know, I like this music too or whatever. You find out what their interests are and you really connect with them because those experiences have been really powerful for our boys. Um, yeah, and, I, and I think with that, it comes about by – would you say, babe, like having a genuine interest in somebody, that's such a great living a sermon in my mind is to say, let me just speak from my heart and let me just connect heart to heart with you. Um, I had someone talk about this recently. It was a friend that shared this with me, that in certain cultures, they they kind of hug left shoulder to left shoulder, and that's because they're hugging heart to heart and they can connect that. And I think, you know, when we can connect heart to heart and speak heart to heart, and when I talk to somebody, I don't have an agenda. Like I'm not trying to come over to your house to go have a visit when reality is I'm just there to give you a lecture on why you're not doing something or to make you feel bad about something. I'm just genuinely there because I love you and I'm your friend. I don't have a hidden agenda to say, what are you really doing here? And like, why haven't I seen you? And And you can tell those people versus ones that are really genuine. You can, there's a difference in how they speak and how they connect. You can tell when someone's being fake and they're just there to like get their number or, or how about to... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm here to serve you and do something. Yeah. And I'm here to grab the broom because I truly just want to do that. And I love you Yeah, not to make myself feel better, not to be seen by somebody else, not to report back to somebody that like I did something great. Mm-hmm. 
is to say, you know what? I just do this because I genuinely care yeah, about that person. I was thinking about you. I really wanted to see if I could help you and your family. And this is what I have to offer. Are you right. willing? To, right. You right. Know, yeah, for is, sure. This is my offering. And I love this. Like, you know what? Basically, I think being a sermon is you do what you can. Right. You see the moment and you just say, let me just do what I can. And I'm going to say like anyone struggling if with a sickness or going through a divorce or anything hard or their children or I mean, there could be a myriad of different trials that people have. We could, you know, take forever to name them, but someone could use something. Yeah. So asking them is kind of irrelevant. Like just do something. If you think, you know what, I know how to bake a casserole. I'm going to go drop a casserole off at their house. They could freeze it. They could have it. It just, you just do something instead of asking because everyone needs help with something. And some people may not accept it, but you could drop a gift card. I mean, there's so many ideas that you could do, but you just have to get a little, just think a little bit for a little creative. Yeah. Get a little creative. And because I guarantee anyone going through any trial with their family or kids or anything, something is better than nothing. And asking them, usually the answer is like, oh, no, I'm fine. And I would say it's even – you didn't have to go through a, a struggle or trial. We, I mean, babe, we, we right. had the facade up for years that, like, we've right. got this whole thing figured mm-hmm. out. We are the epitome of right. strength here. Like, nobody needs to serve us because yes. we're all together. Yeah. And reality is, it's like we were probably pretty strong, but who who couldn't use – a pick right. me up or who could use if I love someone, you. especially women, you know, we're staying if we are staying at home, you have little kids, you just need a break. I mean, I just thought about this, but we too. also had a neighbor. Yep. I mean, she's my angel. She took our son when he was born and every Wednesday, I think it was like for three hours a week, every week, for years and years and years. She watched our kids and I had another baby shortly after that and she watched them diligently. I didn't have any family around, and she gave me three hours every Wednesday to do whatever I wanted. And I will be eternally grateful for her. Yeah, and I think that we could knock on anyone's door, any friend, any neighbor at any given time, and probably find some need that's there, right? right. I mean, that's that's just human nature, and that's part of living in this life. And I think that sometimes, would you say, babe, that what keeps us maybe from doing that is that we're afraid of like, what is someone going to think of us if I just do this? What what would someone think if I just plowed their driveway? Or what would someone think of like, hey, I was thinking of you and I baked this casserole. Or you know what? I was just thinking of you and I thought this would be nice to go to lunch together. Or I was, you know, whatever it is. And I think that comes because we fear what man thinks of us more than what we think that God thinks of us. Right. And if we could just say, let me just put that off and just not have any pride, just kind of be stripped of this and say, you know, I'm just here because I want to I want to do something and make a difference in this world, right? Right. Make and if difference. they don't like it or they don't appreciate it, that's on them. That's not that's not on you. You did it for good reasons and you were genuine in your and I don't and if you do I guarantee no one's offended by that right like if you do it for ulterior motives right. or whatever people can see through that versus like no I genuinely care about you as a human being and just love you and that's why I'm here that's a big mm-hmm. deal um, I'm, I'm gonna tee one up about you really fast because this is something that you did which I think is a great grab the broom is that um, and I'll call it lunch angels mm-hmm. but I'll let you explain that okay so um 
several years ago, um, someone at our school, my kid's school, their husband was hit by the tracks, which is like a above ground train system here. Like a subway. A subway in Utah. And amazingly did not die. But she lived, you know, in a different community than we did. And I really wanted to help her. I Her kids were in my kids' classes, and I just thought, what can we do? Could we bring dinners? But her neighborhood was already bringing dinners, and our school didn't provide school lunch. We had to bring our own lunch to school. Your kids had to pack their own lunch. So I created Lunch Angels, and so people could sign up and bring lunch for her four kids. I think she had four kids um, every day. We did it for, like, the entire school year, I think. Um, and so it gave the— other people opportunities to serve and um, we could help this woman and her family and it was something really simple but the ironic thing was um, two weeks after I started Lunch Angels um, my brother died and so someone at the school that didn't barely knew me said I'm gonna make your kids lunch and I had two kids go to school at the school that we were talking about. And then my other kids went to high school. And I think we might have had two or three different schools. And she brought lunch to my kids for two weeks. And she didn't just pack, like, a random peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, no, and like amazing. Fruit. They were these amazing meals. I think she bought them all lunch boxes, like, really fancy. She brought fancy lunches, I think, for two weeks after... For my kids, um, which it was really touching because here I I had created this thing for someone else and then someone else turned around and did it for me. And I don't know if this program is still going on at the school, but it was a really great way and simple way to help women. And we ended up helping women that were having babies or that they were diagnosed with cancer or there just was a huge need. I mean, there's always a need. So... Yeah, there are chances to serve all around just now, opportunities right in our way. Right. right. We just have to have the eyes to see mm-hmm. that and, and to have the courage to go grab the broom. I think also it's not just service, but I think it's just having a kind heart and be less judgmental, be more forgiving. Like, don't we all want to be forgiven more? Judge less, forgiven more. Don't we all want to have someone give us a kinder heart? Right. You know? Yeah, and you never know when you're going to be on the receiving end or the giving end. And sure. so I feel like it, the more we can give, the more you receive, and it can go vice versa every single time. And it says a lot if you can also receive. I think um, it's important because people really do want to help, and sometimes it's hard to ask. And also just to be forgiven. Yeah. People want to be forgiven. They want to be loved. Like, love more. Right. Right. Imagine we can all just love more. Imagine we can just be a little kinder to everybody else, right? That's part of the sermon. We can all give a great sermon about that, and I've given a gazillion of them. But unfortunately, sometimes I have been rushing through life so hard and so fast that I forget the whole purpose of what the message is. And so with this, I think some of it comes with slowing down in life and taking the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to go make a difference. And it could be as simple as, I'm going to help and serve. It could be as simple as, you know what, I'm going to go forgive somebody or I'm going to have a conversation with somebody. I'm going to go really listen to somebody today and get in their heart and try to be there for them um, and listen with mm-hmm. them. I'm going to walk with them 
mm-hmm. on this. You know, we I think Brene Brown said, you know, the difference between sympathy and empathy is, you know, sympathy is like, you know, someone that's fallen in a hole and they're down in the well and you just yell down to them and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you're down in the well. That's terrible. You know, empathy is I'm going to crawl down in the hole and be down there with you and I'm going to know a way out of this and we're going to get out of this together. That's Christ-like love as opposed mm-hmm. to just saying, let me just shout down to you like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I feel bad for you. It comes, you know, putting ourselves aside. I think it love more. Right. And your life us. is going to be so much more fulfilled and you're going to have so much more love to give yeah. into the world. Yeah, it is. And I mean, gosh, this world needs it, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. need to love more, judge less. We need to probably slow down a little bit more. We need to put into action the things that we all preach. And, and again, th- this is all on me. I mean, I'm, I'm listening right. to this and saying this is <laughs> this is on me. Right. Also, we can all find ways. Right? We can all find ways to do better. Yeah. 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 And I would just say that is to say there's so much good out there. There's so many great, amazing people that have, that have really blessed and touched our lives. We could tell story after story of, of women that, you know, babe, when your clothing store burned to the ground, there were women that stood up and literally washed hundreds of loads of laundry because these clothes were tarnished with ashes and soot. And we thought instead of throwing them all away, we made lemonade out of lemons is that these women showed up bag after bag after bag after bag of washing these clothes and then bringing them to a gym where all of these kids could go basically go shop back to school. Yeah, we invited underprivileged or kids that couldn't um, afford clothing and they came with their parents to school shop. And that was like, that made the fire so much more bearable Right, that they could, um, they could have these clothes that were totally fine. They just had been in a fire. So again, it takes creativity. It takes eyes to see. It takes some courage to be able to act, to go grab the broom, to love more, judge less, you know, forgive more, do all those things that we know we should. And by doing so, we have a better, more fulfilled, you know, life and our heart feels good and we have a better countenance. We have a better outlook. We're happier. It's a good thing. So yeah. with that, friends, uh, we love you. Uh, we're grateful for anyone that's listening that's served and done things for our family and you've touched our lives and we'll be eternally grateful and we hope to pay that forward. Friends, one of the greatest compliments you can pay us is to introduce your friends and family to our podcast so that we can all grow and learn together. So thanks so much for listening today to the Relationship 411 podcast. Please like and share. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours.